Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. Listener, and welcome to Geek Follow Reloaded, the news and discussion, or I should say, the bi weekly news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks. I'm your host, my name is Chris Lockhart, and joining me tonight is my co host in crime, Mr. Kevin Deason. How's it going, Kevin? It's going well, Chris. Um, I, got, I had a crazy week, and it's not done yet. And I know you've been all over the place, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a busy one. Um, I know I did a, a road trip down to Vulcan, uh, Alberta, which is about a it's about a six hour drive by the time you actually get is there. Is it really? Yeah, I think it was long. Yeah, it's it's a while. Um, just let me think here. Is it? Yeah, it's about. I I think it would be normally about if you drove straight there, you could probably do it in a little over five hours. But if you you know stopping for food and and uh, gas and all that kind of stuff, it 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 was about seven hours for me by the time I you know set foot on Vulcan. Um, but uh yeah, I, I guess I'll I'll talk a little bit about that. Um yeah, I, I, I didn't stay uh very long. I only stayed till Saturday morning, like around eleven thirty and then I hightailed it out of there because uh uh I had somewhere else to be that day, but um this year's Vulcan was not very good in my opinion. And and I I, I hate to say that I'm not trying to throw shade to uh, to the organizers or the town or anything. Like the town's lovely, the organizers I know are doing the best that they can. Um, but uh, you know, I think there's some behind the scenes stuff that played into Vulcan the last few years. Um, you know, like most. Um, events you know they're still recovering from the covid uh you know happening because uh, there's two years that they didn't have it and i think just you know a couple of years prior to covid um from what i've heard i again this is just you know uh you know things that i've been hearing was that uh their budget had been cut uh by the town and possibly uh, by CBS, um, the the, oh. the company that owns Star Trek, because all their stuff is licensed through CBS. Like CBS recognizes Vulcan as the Star Trek capital of Canada, and you know they they do 
um, grant them, you know, the right to, you know, sell stuff based on, on Star Trek. Um, you know, like they have, you know, like, uh, tourists, uh, uh, place they call, uh, the Trek station. Um, it's, yeah, it's like a, a visitor center type of thing. And they sell a lot of really cool, uh, Star Trek themed things there. Um, but this yeah, from what I've heard, like they've had their, their budgets reduced and yeah, it was, everything was kind of done on the cheap this year. And to me, it, I really noticed it. Um, so yeah, I just didn't, yeah, I didn't have a good time this year. Um, they did a survey, like they have a like a survey in the in their um, in their uh, uh, convention book that we each got, and so I submitted it. I I wrote down my suggestions for next year, how to improve. Um, so hopefully it gets better, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, if if it had been more, if there had been more to do and more to see. I probably would have stayed for the whole thing, like, because my intention was supposed to stay till Sunday, and then this uh, side trip that I went on um, was actually to go see someone in, in a hospital that in another town. Um, I was going to do that on the Sunday, but I thought Saturday, since there literally was nothing to do until, for me, until the supper that evening, I was like, well, I'm not going to sit stay here for a supper, you know, like I'll just hit yeah. the road and, and get home early. And, and that's what I did. So, uh, next year I will go if the guest is really good. Um, cause another deterrent for me was, uh, their guests that they had, um, the two Star Trek stars are from the new Star Trek shows. So there was an actress from Star Trek Discovery, an actor from Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So, and I don't watch those shows. Like I, and I just have no interest in going to their Q and A's because I don't uh, know them and know their work. Um, plus this year they had no vendors room. Uh, which really, yeah, it was, it was crazy because Ragnar used to, to go to this convention. Uh, he didn't, wasn't planning on going this year for other reasons, I believe. Uh, but I haven't actually talked to him to see if he had reached out to Vulcan, but yeah, there was no other vendors this year. Like literally none. Like the only, the only place to go was the, the tourist visitor center, the truck station to, to buy anything. Uh, aside from like a store in town, but that that was it. Um, so that kind of shocked me because there was nothing to do there. Um, their Q and A usually they have uh, like they don't have a Q and A or sorry not Q and A. Um, they have something they call the meet and greet on Friday night, which if they if they get the stars to to come on Friday, they will have them. Uh, do a meet and greet with, uh, you know, the ticket holders and uh, anyone who buys a ticket to that event. 
so the years that they've had it in the past, they would have it at the Legion Hall. So it's indoors, you, you know, in the Legion there's, you know, a bar, there's, um, they have some snacks, they, they have a stage built in the Legion, so, you know, usually someone would go up on stage and introduce each of the stars. Then they would come up and, you know, talk about, you know, this is my first time in Vulcan, it's very nice, blah, 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 you know, they do a spiel, then they, then they would go around and, like, kind of schmooze the room, like they would, you know, shake hands, have a beer with people, that sort of thing. But this year, their meet and greet was at the visitor center outside, like in this patio area that was not covered. And it, we, you know, they had these tables, like, that you had to stand at, like, there's no sitting tables. So you had to stand at these tables. Meanwhile, like, it, it didn't rain or anything. But at Friday night, it really looked like it was going to rain. Like, there was black clouds everywhere. And um, I thought we were going to get rained on. There was no intro introduction of the actors. There was no... N none of that. You know, like, the actors were there. So, like, the one actress from Discovery, I was able to pick her out because she plays a human character on the show. And she looks like her character, so uh, she wasn't a problem to figure out who she was. But the other actor um, plays uh, uh, Anar, which is a species of Andorian on Star Trek. So his he's uh, got white skin with white hair, and he's got two antennae that come out of his head when you see him on TV. But to see him in real life, I had no idea what this guy looked like. So it took me a while to figure out who this guy was, um, but I did. But again, normally they introduce these these people, and usually they give them, you know, a chance to say something or, you know, talk about themselves a little bit. Uh, but there was none of that. And then the costume contest, which is usually a big thing in Vulcan, uh, was like done Saturday morning in the parking lot of the tourist place. Jeez. Yeah, and again, like, again, we were lucky. It was a nice day on Saturday. But normally this is held in a in a hall, you know, like, you, sh you know, when people are wearing prosthetics and stuff, they don't want to be outside when it's hot and sunny. They want to be out of the sun, you know, because it, it gets hot wearing all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I kind of felt for some of them people that were, you know, really dressed up for this event. Um, and then, yeah, it's just little things like, you know, uh, when you buy your ticket, you get, uh, cause I bought one of the early bird tickets. So I get, you know, like this bag and, and you get all these collectibles and stuff that's in it. Uh, normally they give you a t-shirt and in, in years past, they always ask you, you know, what your size is, right? Um, I'm a bigger guy, so I always get a bigger size. But this year they didn't ask, like, there was a t-shirt in the bag, but they didn't ask me what size it was. So I was thinking, well, you know, like, I am registered with them, so maybe they have my size on file. I didn't think too much of it until I got my bag, and I open it, and I'm like, where's the t-shirt, huh? And then there's this, like, vacuum-sealed, it looks like a, a bag that coffee would come in. Uh, so, I, so I open that... And it's the t-shirt, but it's like a medium. Like, I haven't been a, I haven't been a medium since I was like eight years old. 
Um, so I, I looked in the book and stuff, and and they put a little caption there. You know, everyone gets a T-shirt, um, and then the caption is uh, in brackets. Um, if you get a size that doesn't fit you, just trade with one of the, your fellow Star Trek fans. So you can't even take the yeah you can't even take the shirt to the to the people and say hey I need a bigger shirt like they expect you to go find one for yourself so it's like I'm not you know I'm thinking to myself I'm not gonna go up to people I don't know and say hey do you got a a three XL shirt that I can trade you for for a medium like I'm, I'm yeah there are there are things. I've seen where they might do something like this as a meet and greet, mm-hmm. like a, w- a way for people to, you know, introduce themselves to each other and make new yeah. friends and stuff like that. But you would know that ahead of time. It would have been planned ahead of time. It wouldn't be just this. And honestly, like um, years and years ago, there was a uh, Family Guy set for the the Star Wars parody, mm-hmm. um, Blue Harvest or whatever they called it. Then, yep, they did. Uh, DVD set with a t-shirt in there. All the t-shirts were extra large. Yeah. Because I, I remember there was this girl I worked with, and she was probably a small, if I had to guess. And she's like, oh, I'm so upset. Why don't they have smalls? I'm like, because they know their audience. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, most of their audience is going to be wearing an extra large. And she's like, all right, fair. I, I, I give you that one. But, like, not to knock on, on Star Trek or geek culture, you know, I'm, I'm a member myself. Why would you have mediums? Yeah. Like why? Yeah, exactly. Like, and 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 I say it's a medium, but I actually think it's a small. Like, this is a small T-shirt. Like, I was gonna give it to um, my son, who's like really skinny, but I, I don't even think he would fit. The, like, he fits a he can fit a medium, um, and it'd be tight, but. This one, there, like, no way. Like, I, I, I'm gonna give it to my granddaughter to use as like a nighty. That, like, that's that small. Geez. Yeah, it's it's small. Um. So yeah, that was that was too bad. But on the on the plus side, like the meet and greet. Um, if anything, like, I got to meet new people that I didn't know because we're all kind of standing around and. The, the tables were limited, so, you know, not like the, you know, when they used to have them in the Legion, like, there's lots of tables and lots of places to sit. There's, uh, like, actually no place to sit here. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping next year, you know, they might be able to turn it around a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it feels like I'm trying to think how to word this because you never know who listens. Um, it feels like oh, we have this obligation to have you all here, but we don't actually want you here. Yeah. So we're gonna make it a bad experience and hope you don't come back next year. It it, it kind of feels like that a little bit. Um, I know. Like, the first year I ever went, um, because they, like, the thing is, they used to have this convention on a weekend that coincided with their town fair. And their town fair is called Spock Days. 
And that's okay. u- that's usually I want to say the second weekend in June. Um, so yeah, usually the town is busy that weekend because they got like a ball tournament going on. They got this, they got that, and they got the Star Trek convention thing going on. Um, so they have a parade that you know that they're. I so my suggestion to them was like you guys should really have it that weekend to coincide with Spock days because that way, if if the convention like for example like this the like Saturday afternoon like there was just Q and A's and photo ops with the two stars. So I really had nothing to do all day for that afternoon because I don't watch those shows. Had there been, like, say, a ball tournament going on, I might have went and watched a couple ball games uh, just to kill some time. Um, yeah. And then, and and then, then yeah. Kept like, the money in the area, too. Yeah, and, like, you know, they have a parade and, and all that kind of stuff. Because um, I know, like, the first year I went, I went with my wife, uh, and we forgot our chairs at home. Uh, so I ended up going to the to the hardware store in town and buying two new brand new chairs for I don't know I spent like sixty or seventy bucks to buy you know a couple chairs to for us to sit in and, and then uh, then we kept them and threw them in the van. But again, yeah, like they got my business based on the fact that there was this parade that was going through town. I needed a, a couple chairs, so I spent money locally. Um, yeah. The only the the like I know one the reason why they wanted it separate is because they were getting more people going to the Star Trek convention, and it was getting hard to for people to find a room, um, because there's uh, an old hotel, then there's like the main hotel, and then they have a motel, and that's it. Like, um, so there's not a lot of places to stay. Uh, but there is a community that's about a 35-minute drive uh, away that ha- has, I think, more than enough hotels. Um, like, they have, like, like the, you know, Super 8, or no, not Super 8, like the Super 8s, the, the Marriott, you know, like, like the bigger chains, right? I don't yeah. mind. I don't mind staying there and doing the commute to Vulcan and then commuting back to stay in, the, in a room. I'm okay with that if there's lots to do. Um, so I don't know. That was one of my suggestions: is they should move it back to that weekend and uh, kind of take it from there. But uh, yeah, like like I said, not to throw shade at them, but. Uh, you know, it is what it is, and um, it on the plus side, like, this was the f- first time in five years I've been able to go, uh, because I I didn't go in 2019, uh, because the guest list was underwhelming, so I, I had no interest in going in 2019. Then 2020, 2021, they didn't have one because of COVID. 2022, I couldn't go because... I had to work that weekend and the way my holidays worked at the time, I could either take time off to go to Vulcan or I could take time off to go to the Edmonton Comic-Con. So I was like, well, I'd rather go to Edmonton because there's more to see and do there. Um, so I, I chose to go to Edmonton instead of Vulcan. Um, 
So there was five years that I didn't go. So this year, even though the guest list was not, you know, something I was interested in, I thought, you know, I want to go because I haven't been to the town in five years. I haven't seen some of uh, my friends that go. I haven't seen them in five years. So I went. And it was nice to see everyone again that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, but had the convention been a little bit better, I probably would have stayed till the Sunday for sure. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens next year. Uh, so, Kev, how was your, your road trip this weekend? It, that road trip is this coming weekend. Oh, so this weekend you're going to New Jersey. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I'm nervous about it. Yeah. Um, most of the drive is a straight shot. Like I'm driving across New York state and then down. It's going to be like the, for about four hours, it's going to be like the last 20 minutes when I'm close to New York city, not in it, but close to it. Yeah. And top of Jersey there that, you know, I'm going to encounter some busyness. Mm-hmm. So, and it's going to be like the last 20 minutes of the drive. Yeah. Or the, or the first 20 minutes when I'm heading out of there. So I'm a little nervous about that. Well, then the lawsuit comes out this week. Um, Mr. Beast is suing the company that is running the Mr. Beast burger thing that licensed the name from him. Really? Yeah. And I was like, the whole point of this freaking trip is to take my kid to the actual place. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I, I contacted the mall. I made sure the place is still open. Yeah. The lawsuit just got filed. It's not like it would be settled in two days. You know, that's not how these things work. Yeah. Um, what is it? I think he has about, there's about 2,000 ghost kitchens that signed up to be a Beast Burger one. Now, when we've gotten it, it's been really, the one closest to us has been really good. The one that's up by my mom's that we did twice um, you know, for like special occasions for him, mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, like we never got bad food. It was just, I really like the, the local one, I think actually takes some pride in it. The one up by my mom's, you know, it's, it's just like, a it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's not terrible. Sorry. But I'm seeing all these pictures and all these things online. Some of them are really bad. Like the meat's not cooked. Yeah. You know, like fries are cold or soggy or whatever. Like some of them yeah. are really bad. Just throw a bunch of crap in the bag and don't worry about it. Um, and then because his name's on it, he's the one getting all the flack for it, which I understand. Mm-hmm. So, but this contract is a really good contract for the the company running it, not in his favor. Mm. Um, so he's doing a. His angle is going to be my name is on it. Uh, there's no quality control. It looks bad. It's hurting my brand. So I I am seeing a financial loss because of these places not, you know, serving stuff of the best quality. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a mess for, yeah. you know, years until it's all settled. And it'll probably be an out-of-court thing. Um, but I'm like, just keep this stupid place open until we get there. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. But I, I really think if I told my kid like, oh no, we're going next year. I don't think this place is going to be there next year. Yeah, like I'm, I'm yeah. glad we're going now. Yeah. So then, um, I, I think I told, I think I've told everyone Metallica's playing right next door two nights. So hmm. 
there um we're gonna see all sorts of fans yeah. there um and the the mall's doing like uh a dj playing metallica songs and they're gonna have like giveaways and stuff like that I'm like all right that'll be a cool thing to wander through mm-hmm. you know well then they have an indoor ice rink ice skating rink or hockey rink or whatever but what they're doing all this week including the weekend when we're there is they've converted the whole thing over to like 15 pickleball courts and they're going to just have this massive like pickleball pickleball event yeah huh yeah and i was like if he wants to play i'll go for it because it sounds like it's something like if you want to try it out it's 15 bucks and we'll provide everything for you that would be cool you get like 30 minutes or whatever yeah I was like, oh, that could be fun. And, and I'm leaving a lot of it loose. So if we go buy something, he's like, oh, I want to do this, then we can. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like overly scheduled. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this is going to be nuts. Well, hopefully it turns out to to be a good time. It's a, it sounds very interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, pickleball yeah, is a lot of fun. Like, I mean, I've never played officially like my daughter and i this was a few years ago two or three years ago i actually might even be older than that maybe before the pandemic i think it was before the pandemic i think it was 2019 we were playing pickleball on the at the court in barhead just to try it out but we've never actually played anybody or or anything like that but it's it's a lot of fun i think um my my dad's 66 67 somewhere around there um mm-hmm. and he was telling me that uh he went to play and he's thinking oh it's a bunch of old people playing i'm like you're 67 you're old people too <laughs> well you know yeah I, I i understood what he meant and he said i'm looking at it thinking it's a bunch of old people playing it's a bunch of little old ladies i'll be fine he's like i have never sweated that much in years yeah he's like they smoked me <laughs> Oh, that's good. Um, I know, um, yeah, my uncle and aunt play, and they're my aunt's, oh, man, I don't want to say her age, but, yeah, she's around that age <laughs> range. Same with my uncle. He's a little bit younger. Um, but, yeah, like, in there, because they uh, winter every year down in California, and, yeah, that's, like, their whole retirement community that's, you know, their big thing is, is pickleball and golf. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, I just wanted to throw this out there to the listeners. Um, so the plan is that uh, we might be coming to you a little bit more regularly than usual than we have in the past. Um, because of my new work schedule and stuff, I'm uh, able to record uh on a regular basis now. Uh, so we're shooting for recording, um, most Wednesday nights with the release date of the next day. So Thursdays is when I'll be putting up the episodes, you know, barring anything unforeseen technical problems, all that kind of stuff. Um, the week of, um, the uh, August 21st to the 25th, um, there won't be an episode that week because I am on holidays for that week. But uh, for the foreseeable, aside from that one week, we'll be releasing uh, new episodes of either Geek Fallout Reloaded 
or the Pop Culture Pub, Pop Culture Pub, or Trek One Seven Zero One. So we'll see how it goes. Um, and like I'm recording at my dad's house, um, probably going forward because of my work schedule. Like I stay at my dad's uh, when I work. Um, so yeah, this is our first episode with me recording from my dad's place. So I'm hoping everything works out. We'll see how his internet handles it and kind of take it from there. Um, all right. So this, uh, week, uh, again with Geek Fallout Reloaded, unfortunately we have to start with our in memoriam segment. Um, Sinead O'Connor, uh, passed away July 26th. Um, her death is not considered suspicious. She was 56 years old. So when I see that statement, not considered suspicious, I'm assuming it might be suicide, but I don't know. Um, at, at this time, I have not seen an official cause of death, but she has passed away, unfortunately. Um, and 56 is relatively young. Uh, great singer. Um, you know, a little bit controversial at times. Um, but you know, her, her early career, uh, you know, was really quite stellar. I thought, uh, Kevin, what, what are your thoughts on Sinead O'Connor? Um, you know, when you were mentioning the statement there, I'm like, Ooh, did it come out? Cause I mean, I'm assuming suicide too. Yeah. Um, she posted some like ho horrible video. Um, just like crying, broken down, everything. Yeah. And there yeah. was a there was a wrestler probably two years ago now that um posted something similar before committing suicide. And yeah. so I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was, you know, like a, a farewell letter in a way. Yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah. And I mean, like. Nothing compares to you comes out huge hit like one of the biggest hits of the decade. Mm -hmm. Um, she seems kind of like mysterious in a way, I guess. Um, at the time, goes on Saturday Night Live, rips up the picture of the Pope. Immediate backlash, mm -hmm. immediate horrible backlash, and yet with the passage of time, and I say this as a Catholic, she wasn't wrong. Nope. You know, like all, all the abuse and cover up and everything. And my little, shoot, I meant to, uh, just saying that, I meant to tell my mom about it. Um, my local church diocese just announced how much um, they reached a, a settlement with abuse survivors. Mm -hmm. And they announced how much the settlement is for. And then they just announced how much every church is going to have to pay. And it's a certain percentage of their, I, I don't know exactly what you call it, like not savings, not holdings, but something like that. Like okay. it's a certain percentage of like their cash available and it's huge. <clears throat> like it will not shock me. Some churches close. Because of this. Yeah. And that's just one. Like, this is just a, um, geez, let's even say 100-mile radius. It's it's not smaller than that, but let's just say it's a 100-mile radius. And that's just one. There's 
you know, groups of your Catholic churches all over the U.S. that are set up like this. I don't know if it's set up the same in Canada or in other countries, mm-hmm. but like every one of them pretty much has these charges against them. Yeah. I, and I, are now paying out millions and millions of dollars. And I'm not like, I, I, I'm not saying, oh, what was, what was them or whatever. But the fact is this amazing singer gets her career ruined for just, for saying the truth. She just said it before we all knew it was the truth. Yeah. And no one went back to apologize to her, like, oh, geez, sorry, we were so rude about it. Turns out, you know, like, you were kind of right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's too bad. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I hate to get political or religious on the show, but, uh, yeah, I just, the, the church needs to change its ways. Um, I think the biggest thing, uh, is the whole celibacy angle Mm -hmm. to it. Um, it's not natural for humans not to, to, to be celibate. I mean, if you want to be celibate, I mean, by all means, go ahead. But I just don't think it's in our nature to be celibate and to to force that on, you know, people that are trying to answer their calling, um, I think, is what leads to these allegations that we all have heard. Um, If you let these priests and, and, and so on have, if these priests were allowed to marry, and have families like every, you know, like most people. I think a lot of the problem would not have happened. But anyway, um, get back <laughs> whole, to whole other conversation. Yeah, <laughs> get back to Sinead. Um, I heard uh, I'd seen that uh, her her son passed away last year to suicide. Um, and she had described him as like the love of her life. I think it was her like youngest child. I think she has three. Um, but she was particularly close to her, her youngest. And, you know, they think maybe that might've factored into what happened. So, you know, our, you know, condolences to her family and, and her fans, um, yeah, she was definitely a trailblazer at the time. Like, I, I remember hearing a story that uh, the reason why she shaves her head or started shaving her head when she was younger was because she was actually quite pretty when she was starting out. And her record label basically wanted her to, you know, be sexy and, and you know, and and so on. And she was like, no, I want people to like my music for, like my voice for my voice, not because of the pretty face it's coming out of. So that was one of the reasons why she shaved her head was she was kind of going against um, the norm of, you know, you know, beautifying yourself uh, for the, for the record label. So kudos to her if that's true. Like that was just something I remember hearing years ago um but yeah what what an incredible voice and uh yeah she passed away um july 26th and uh the other uh person in memoriam is paul rubens 
passed away July 31st at the age of 70, apparently after six years of battling cancer. Um, I guess uh, he kind of did like what Chadwick Boseman did and, and kept his cancer diagnosis uh, to his close friends and family. Um, and then just prior to his passing, he released uh, a statement saying that he's been battling cancer. Um, so yeah, Pee Wee Herman, um, as he was probably best known. Um, and I know there was some, like, I, I, I don't know. My wife heard some allegations against him. I hadn't heard anything other than what he got in trouble for in the nineties. Uh, but apparently there were some allegations against him. Um, but I, I, I really can't speak to that. I can only speak to, um, him as Pee Wee Herman, and I remember him um, being in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, and he was also, I remember him um, in Mystery Men. I, I really liked that movie uh, from, was it 1999 it came out, I want to say? I think uh, it was 90. Yeah, based on a, on a Dark Horse comic, I believe. Uh but a lot of fun. It was it was really it was a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, Kev, what are your thoughts on uh, Paul Rubens? It's it's so upsetting because you got two charges that were big, mm. and they really hurt him. And really, I think. You know, I, I like I wanted to bring so much up, but you just know certain people that aren't fans or, or whatever are going to bring up those two charges. Like they're just that big. Yeah. It, it really casts a shadow on everything. But um, like I, I, I had so many random thoughts in the last few days for it. I, I remember and I don't know if this was true. This was legend. Um, There's a kid when i was younger that swore up and down that his dad said if you turn peewee's playhouse you know on, on saturday mornings there mm-hmm. if if i come in the room this shows on tv one more time i'm gonna kick in the tv and the next weekend they had it on and he had a steel-toed boot and kicked the tv in holy shit and just stared at it, like old you know old tube tv that we all had yeah and i don't know if it's true or not but i remember it to this day because yeah it's an annoying odd character and some people can't handle it mm-hmm. now i haven't watched a ton of peewee's playhouse over years i watched peewee's big adventure of course and then when all of a sudden you start seeing the stand-up special come back around i forget who had it if it was hbo or or who but the more adult version of it that was then you know toned down for saturday morning mm-hmm. like he's freaking brilliant this character is just so smart and funny and it's a character mm-hmm. but it's just so damn good like what a brilliant character that he did so much with and then you know his, his friendship with tim burton there he gets other roles and he yep. i really think was like a comedian's comedian you know that they all adored him so he gets all these other like bit parts and other roles and he nails every one of them yeah. And he's a blast in everything that he does. And it's like, you're like, oh, shit, that's Pee Wee. But it's not. 
yeah. but he's got such a recognizable face that you still call him Pee-wee, you don't call him Paul Rubens, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think he was just brilliant and just so much... Um, you're either you either get the joke or you don't. Mm-hmm. And like for me, like I never found him annoying. I kind of, you know, at a certain point, I'm like, okay, I'm too old for Pee Wee. And then you come back around as an adult and watch it for the nostalgia aspect of it. But like, I didn't like um, Ernest. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't stand it. Now I realize what an amazing actor he was pulling off that character. Yeah. Like now I now I get it. But as a kid I hated it. So I can certainly understand people hating Pee Wee for the stuff. But then I'm also like I'm not gonna I, I'm not one to like justify um crimes or try to look the other way or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm glad I watched Cosby show when I did because I'm never watching it again. Because yeah. I don't want him to get any of my money. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to support anything like that. So I'm not looking the other way for stuff. But it's like, okay, he was most likely a gay man. Maybe bi. I don't mm-hmm. know. He never, like, made a public statement came out. But what he got arrested for, he was in a gay porn theater, and that's what you do when you go there. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it kind of understood that that's what's happening. Yeah. So the cop, the cops that go into places like this to bust people, it's like, okay, there's no other crimes going on that you are sitting here watching other people do this just to arrest them. Like, there's got to be something else you guys can be doing. Yeah. And bothered. And then as soon as they got celebrity, you know, they're like, oh, my God, our day's made. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he was in a pre- it's not like he was doing it like in the middle of a Disney movie while there's like, you know, a bunch of six and seven year olds like he was. Yeah. He was in a place where that's what you do when you go to that place. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I, I like, I let it go. I'm like, I, I see nothing wrong here. Like, that, that's that community, yeah. that, that place, that's whatever. Um, the, the child charges, I had forgotten. I had to look at them up. So, he got charged with having, you know, images... And he pled guilty to a lesser charge. I'm like, oh, pled guilty to a lesser charge. What is this? Well, apparently he had a collection of, like, vintage erotica stuff, like, you know, uh, stuff that's kind of weird and stuff that was probably, like, you know, the old Nickelodeons and you feed a nickel in there and, you know, mm-hmm. watching stuff. Like, it sounds like yeah. he had a bunch of, I don't even want to say weird, but, like, you know, cult offbeat, whatever. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's a good, there's a good. I'm not. There's a good non-judging word for it, and I can't think of it right now. But it sounds like he had a bunch of that stuff, and something may have not been appropriate. Okay, I could see that happening, mm-hmm. and I could see someone who is not a horrible person and actually a pedophile having something like that. Especially a celebrity that's going to spend his millions on, you know, random odd stuff. I'm like, yeah. All right, I can see this. I'm willing, like, I'm willing to give you one. If this came up again, then I'll say, okay, no, there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give, I'm willing to give one and be like, okay, maybe. 
you know, I'll, I'll put it in a gray area here, like maybe because um, was uh, Pete Townsend of the Who mm-hmm. years and years ago, he got hit with some child uh, image charges, mm-hmm. and the reason why he was he was in like the the story was, if I recall correctly, he was in serious therapy dealing with. Um, he realized he had been abused when he was younger and had bottled it up. Mm-hmm. So he was doing research to try to like come to grips with what he was figuring out in therapy. And then in his research, he saw stuff and that ended up on his computer. I'm like, okay, I'm willing to give you that the one because mm-hmm. may, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe like Jared from subway, whole other thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so, like, I'm willing to give people, and it depends on what it is, but, like, I'm willing to give, like, okay, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I buy that. So, for Pee Wee so far, I'm like, all right, maybe. If shit comes out later on, now that he's dead, then totally different mm-hmm. story. Yeah. But yeah. I, the amount of love and everything that has been coming out the last few days from all of his peers, and all, I'm like, if he had a deep secret, I think now would be the time to be like oh hey i'm gonna just not say anything yeah i'm gonna distance myself from this one and you and a lot of times with those celebrity stuff you can read between the lines mm-hmm. on it too but um also and to, to go back to better i guess like once you realize that he could he was in on the joke too like i don't know if you guys saw in canada but when he after the scandal when he came back on mtv Mm-hmm. in full peewee gear i think it was mtv video awards unannounced no one knew he just walks out and the first thing he says is have you heard any good jokes lately holy shit just diffused the whole situation yeah it was the funniest damn thing and uh, like an all-time iconic moment on mtv i think in their history like brilliant and i think kind of helped because he did get to do more stuff after that. I think it was just like, okay, I own it. I'm in on the joke. I took my hits. Moving forward. Yeah. Um, and and he was playoffs now. Um, in recent years, there's a lot of like, not child psychologists, but like people that watch media for kids and see what's, you know, like, okay, Sesame Street's great. And, mm-hmm. you know, this other show is not. Like Teletubbies is garbage. Um they Wee's Playhouse is consistently highly ranked. They're like, there's actually a lot of education on the show. It's done through a weird filter, but there's a lot of educational things on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on um, what you had said about that parent. I know, like, my parents, they hated Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, like, <laughs> if it was on and they were there, they were like, turn that off, change the channel, do something. Pee-wee's Big Adventure was not allowed in our house. Um, I know, but I remember my cousin used to love that movie, so I've seen it a few times. He also did a guest appearance as Pee-wee Herman in a movie called Back to the Beach with uh, Annette Funicello and, um, oh, uh, the guy that, they were in, like, surfer movies in the 60s. Frankie. Frank, Frank, yeah, Frank, Frankie Avalon. Frankie Avalon, yes. Yeah. Um, but they did a movie in the late '80s called Back to the Beach, and there's this whole uh, scene with when Pee Wee Herman shows up, and and they do like a musical number. Um, 
and we, my sister and I used to love watching that movie just for that scene, like when, when he would show up. And I remember my mom and dad like getting so pissed with us when that, when he would show up. It's like, why are you watching this? Um, so yeah, I just, I guess it was like, you had to be a certain age of a certain generation to appreciate it, I guess. Yeah. Which, yeah. which, which I get because my kids, there's stuff that they had, they watched when they were little. And I was like, no, this is, this is stupid. I mean, they, they, they watched some great stuff like SpongeBob. I, I love SpongeBob. Um, Adventure Time. I got into watching that because of my kids. Um, but then, yeah, there's, there's some, there's some bad shows out there that, uh, you know, they'll probably look back and think fondly of in the way that we look, you know, look back at Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, as I said, uh, just before we started recording, this is a pretty light week, uh, or light couple weeks in news. Um, so this one is just breaking at, at the time of this recording. This came out today. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this, Kevin. Um, but Prime Minister Trudeau and his wife have mm-hmm. separated after I, eight, 18 years of marriage. I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> this was breaking news right at, at the beginning of our uh, our, nat, our global national. Um, glo- our, we have a network in Canada called Global, and then they have uh, their national news at 5.30 uh, p.m. And uh, yeah, that was the breaking news tonight um yeah uh, you know whatever like i guess all the single women of the world will be happy because uh <laughs> trudeau's uh single and i think every single man on the planet will be happy uh that his wife is single as well because she's a very beautiful woman um they were a very beautiful couple so you know now they're both uh, i guess available um, cause apparently she was a TV, I can't remember if she was a journalist or if she was a weather girl when they met. Um, so yeah, but I mean, she, yeah, she's, you know, very, very pretty. Uh, but I know there's been speculation for years because, uh, she hasn't been seen as much as she had been, uh, earlier on in his, uh, term as uh, prime minister of canada um but they got three kids and apparently it's a very amicable separation they both released very similar statements on their social media platforms because they're both you know big into social media and uh yeah apparently uh, interesting tidbit the last sitting prime minister to separate from his wife is actually uh, Pierre Trudeau, his father. Um, so, yeah, like father, like son, I guess, you know, when you become prime minister, I guess it's too much for, for you know, for a marriage, unfortunately, you know. But, you know, like they were saying on the news, you know, nowadays a lot of marriages end in divorce or separation so they're no different than you know a lot of other people so well like how much more time okay one can he run again Mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah, he can okay. he can stay prime minister for as long as his party keeps winning. As long as long as his party, because he's uh, the head of the Liberal Party, as long as they keep uh, electing him as their leader, and he keeps winning elections, he can stay prime minister. It's not it's not like you know the you know two terms of a president. He can he can stay as prime minister. You know, for as long as he's voted in. Okay, and how long does he have in his current term? He still has two years, I believe. Okay. Yeah. How badly has their marriage fallen apart that she can't wait two years, let's say, if he didn't run again? Uh, To go through a divorce while you're leading country is going to be a big pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. So, like, how bad has your marriage gotten that you can't just wait until he's no longer in charge? Well, um, like I said, I think this has been going on for a while because I know in the last election campaign, it was noticed that she wasn't doing as many events as she had done in previous elections. Um, Because she, she you know, usually campaigns with him. Um so there was that. I'm wondering if maybe uh, because they were in lockdown, like because a lot of marriages ended because people were stuck at home together, and True. and uh, Prime Minister Trudeau was no different. Uh, he was stuck in his residence for a good bulk of the time. Like he would do a press conference uh, every weekday during the pandemic. Out, like from his like the front steps of uh, Rideau Hall, which is like the Canadian version of the White House. Um, only it's just a residence. It's not a place where official business. Well, I shouldn't say that. There is official business that takes place there, um, but mostly it's done at Parliament, not at you know the Prime Minister's residence. Um, but yeah, she was in lockdown with him for, you know, the better part of two years. And I know she got COVID-19. Uh, he also got COVID-19 as well at some point, but, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of marriages took a hit during the pandemic. So maybe that's happened to them too. Um, but apparently, yeah, it's it's a very amicable separation. Um, apparently, like they're like they have a family vacation scheduled for next week. Apparently, they're all gonna go on it. They're just not gonna be a couple. They're they're just gonna be two parents going with their children on a vacation. So, all right. yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but speaking of social media, um. I don't know if you if you saw this, but Twitter is now X. Uh-huh. Um, and my my comment on that this past weekend is Twitter is officially is now officially a porn site um, because they've been unofficially a porn site. I want to say for the better part of four years, um, because Twitter there literally is no filter like. You could post sex videos on Twitter, 
and it does not get taken down. You know, like you, you if you post any kind of questionable picture, anything on Facebook or Instagram, immediately it gets struck down and you can get your account suspended. Yep. Even if it's nothing. Like I've, I've had warnings, um, several times, um, on my Facebook groups because people post things or I've posted something and Facebook, uh, says, you know, this doesn't meet our standards, you know, um, usually I argue it because it's usually not bad. It's just for some reason, their algorithm decides it is, uh, but Twitter's like the opposite. Like you can put anything up there. Um, like, cause uh, you know, I don't go Twitter on Twitter a lot, but, um, a few, like, I want to say it was like, yeah, night, I think it was 2019. Um, I was on Twitter. I, I, you know, decided to check out my Twitter at work cause, uh, you know, was, we were on, on our lunch break or whatever. And I was like, eh, I'll see what's happening on Twitter. And one of the accounts I followed, uh, cause I, I was following some cosplay players, uh, and for people that don't know, a cosplayer is, is someone that dresses up as like a superhero or, or comic book character or whatever, right? Like it's, co it's costumes, right? Um, some cosplayers decided to go full nudity in characters and I'm flipping through my Twitter and one of the cosplayers I followed, yeah, was was fully nude. So I quickly had to get out of that app right away. Cause I didn't want anyone at work seeing that I had that on my phone. Um, so I just kind of, as a general rule, I don't, I don't check Twitter at work anymore because you know, we have rules <laughs> at work that, you know, you're not supposed to have that kind of stuff there. Um, so yeah, now Twitter, like I said, is now officially a porn site, I guess, because Elon Musk wants to call it X instead of Twitter, which I think is stupid. I, I, I don't understand this rebranding. Um, Twitter is a unique uh, app, I think. Um, I, you know, you have the little bird and you send out a tweet like, why would you, like, that's the, the whole identity of, of Twitter. Why would you want to rebrand that? I just, I, I don't understand what he's doing. But, I mean, I mean, he did buy it, so he can do whatever he wants with it. But uh, I, I honestly think it, this is one of the worst rebrands in history. It, it's, to me, it's right up there, like, when, when Prince became a symbol. Uh, and then he became known as the artist formerly known as Prince. And then you're supposed to refer to that symbol that he, he created. Like, that's what it, that's what this reminds me of. Um, just a really bad rebrand. Uh, Kev, what are your thoughts on this? This is the third or fourth time Elon Musk has tried to name something X, by the way. Yeah, because there's SpaceX. He tried to name his kid X, too, I think. Yeah, something like that, yeah. 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 So for whatever reason, he just likes this. And maybe in the 90s, it could have worked. But I'm like, yeah. it's Twitter. And, and it was such a crappy change, too. Because there were certain things that 
you know, it, like, okay, it's called X, but it still says, uh, here's a tweet. All right. Well, what, which one is it? Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't even do a full change of it. So you could see how slapdash and rushed it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, like the more and more stuff he's doing on it, uh, what the heck was it? I think, oh, um, the mall uh, that we're going to, I, I was trying to contact them. I'm like, maybe I could send a DM over Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, you're not signed up for, you know, whatever Twitter you got paid for with a verified blue check mark now. So you can't send DMs to accounts that don't follow you. I'm like, screw you. Wow. Like, the, there's just so much that went for crap on it. Yeah. But also, I'm like, and, and, there's definitely less people on Twitter right now. And some people are doing blue sky and some are doing threads and some are just gone completely. I'm like, I'm done adding social medias. Me too. Yep. I am done. There's just way too much. Whenever the dust settles and if it's all done, everyone abandons Twitter. Like we all abandoned MySpace forever ago mm-hmm. and threads or blue sky or something else rises up. I'm like, okay, I will cancel Twitter and do one, and then I'm at the same level. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to add another one. I'll keep the same amount I have or less, but I'm not adding any. Yeah. That... So as soon as dust settles, I'll, pro- I'll probably go ahead. But I'm just like, this app isn't fun anymore for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm done with new apps. Um, I The last app I tried which I quickly deleted was Snapchat because I, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out either. I was like, am I, am I at that age where I'm like my, my dad or my grandma? I can't figure out new technology. Like, am I old? Um, so rather than try and figure it out or rather than ask my daughter, which I was like, then I know I'm old. I've reached, I've reached like my dad or, or my grandma. You know, like in terms of I got to, you know, get the young to help me. I, I'm not ready to accept that. So I just deleted the, the the Snapchat altogether. I'm like, I don't need this in my life. I didn't need it before. Um, I don't need it now. Because, you know, I just, you know, like when I, when I started this podcasting thing um, 11 years ago, uh, I used to get uh, a lot of, contact with people uh through twitter um and facebook uh but now i know a lot of people went off facebook and twitter i barely ever use there's only one person i i message through twitter because that's the only way i can get a hold of her she's not on any other social media um but even then like i'll send her a message and it'll be like a month or two before she gets back to me because she is rarely on there, so. But it's uh, the easiest way for me to get big breaking news quickly. Yeah, that's what I used it for uh, as well. Yeah, especially like when we were doing Geek Fallout, like every week. Um, I, you know, like we'd get a lot of our news from Twitter, but yeah. When when Michael Jackson died, when Whitney Houston died, and there was something else. Maybe the no, maybe the Boston Marathon bombing. <coughs> oh yeah, if I had to guess, I, I think that's what it was. But those are the, those are three I remember. 
that there were people on Twitter that were like, hey, I'm in the location where this thing is happening and giving mm-hmm. a play-by-play. I'm like, there's no other app online that does that. Yeah. So, like, the Michael Jackson one, there are people that worked in the hospital. They're like, he's dead, but we can't say anything yet. Here's what's going on. Mm-hmm. When Whitney Houston died, there are people at the hotel, because I think it was, like, the night of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people at the hotel, like, here's what's happening. Here's what we're seeing and all, and just updating live. And I want to say it was Boston Marathon bombing, but could have been something else. But one of the people was, like, hiding in a in a boat marina. And there are people tweeting about, like, FBI just showed up. Here's what they're doing. Here's what they're searching. Here's the helicopters in the sky. And, like, to just have this live thing mm-hmm. multiple different times where the news is not there. Either they're not there or they don't have access. But your, quote, regular people are there as, like, citizen journalists for stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't get to that on Facebook. You don't get that on Instagram. You don't get that on any other one. But that's like maybe once a year that there's something that happens like that yeah. that you can follow in real time. And it just becomes very fascinating to follow it that way if you're not involved in it. Yeah. And, and Snapchat, um, I, I saw my kid had it and I was like, all right, well, I'll get it. And I couldn't figure it out. And within five minutes of downloading it, a friend texted me and said, did you just get Snapchat? I'm like, why are you texting me? I literally did it not even five minutes ago. She said, oh, I got an alert because it shares your contacts right away. I'm like, well, I don't like that. Yeah. Like, that really <laughs> kind of bothers me. Yeah. And then I couldn't figure it out. And I couldn't find people on there. And it, no one seemed to, like, have stuff they're really sharing for me to look at. And I asked my kid, I was like, well, I grabbed it because you have it. He goes, oh, I use it with my friends like forever ago, and I've never touched it since. I don't use it. I'm like, well, then screw it. The only reason mm-hmm. I got it was thinking, you know, because like one, one of my best friends, his kids are older. They're like all teenagers. Mm-hmm. So he's the rule in the house is if you have a social media, mom and dad, follow it. So mm-hmm. we make sure you're not posting, you know, pictures in your underwear or crap like that, you know. Yeah. And and I understand and I get that and that's the rule. So I'm like, oh well, maybe for my kid, if he has a social media, I should follow it just to make sure he's not doing anything you get in trouble for. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I, I try it, hate it, don't like it, find out he doesn't use it anyways. I'm like, well then I'm out. <laughs> the yeah. only point was to try to be there for you. And if you're not using it, then I'm damn sure not using it. I I think it lasted like five days on my phone, if that. Yeah, it it yeah it didn't last long with me. Yeah, the only reason why I did it was because we had some younger guys working with us at work, and yeah, like they were saying, yeah, we don't use Facebook; it's just Snapchat now. You know, so they're kind of yeah. giving, giving me a hard time for not having it. So I was like, oh, I'll check it out, sure, whatever. And then yeah, it was within I think like an hour I was deleting it from my phone because <laughs> I was so frustrated. Um. But anywho, Kev, uh, you said you had a little bit of news this week as well. Okay. So uh, um, political a little bit because you did Trudeau and all. Mm-hmm. So um, WWE did their second quarter earnings call for investors. Mm. Okay. It's usual stuff. We made a lot of money doing this. You, you know, your usual billion-dollar company BS stuff. Yep. Um. Vince McMahon, who is back but isn't back, depending on who you ask, had spinal surgery in his 70s. 
So mm-hmm. it sounds like he is not on the road. He's not going to Raw or pay-per-views or anything. He is at home recovering for the rest of the year, probably. Mm. Like, well, yeah, it's spinal surgery, I'm sure. he can't, He's not supposed to be, like, on a plane or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm just thinking this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading these things and forgetting about it two seconds later. Then he says, hey, uh, before the story comes out, because people have asked about it, I'm just going to get ahead of you, ahead of the story and tell you that the FBI went to Vince McMahon's home to investigate certain things, like about a week ago. Hmm. Like, oh, the hell's going on there? Mm-hmm. All right. I don't like with the, and and we know that he had you know, uh, affairs and different other things and paid off people. And the whole issue was, did he use company money to pay them off or his own money? Well, it looks like he used company money. So that's a whole problem. And now the board gets involved. You know, it's a whole thing. Yeah. But like, was that worth the FBI getting involved? Like, hmm. that, you know, hush money is someone you had an affair with and mm-hmm. you, you dipped into your own company's piggy bank. So it's not like, it's not like embezzlement, really. It's just misappropriation of funds of your own company. I'm like, I don't think the FBI would get involved in that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and I'm just trying to think. I'm like, well, what the hell could be going on? I'm like, there's no steroid trial. That was the 80s and all. And then it clicked with me. So Trump just got his third indictment mm-hmm. yes, yesterday, I think. Yeah. And Linda McMahon served as was a secretary of education or secretary not that education small business something like that she served a little bit of time in his administration i'm like oh that could be it like with the fbi is investigating people that were in trump's cabinet mm-hmm. so it's not that vince mcmahon was checked out for stuff it's that his wife was checked out for stuff yeah for being part of it. and and who knows like we don't know what it is anyways I'm like, that would be fascinating if all the, you know, shady wrestling stuff over the years gets tied in with Trump and three indictments now. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Oh, that thing. I, I'm at the point and I was, you know, to go back to our social media use there. Mm-hmm. I used to follow stuff constantly and try to see what's going on and all. And then one day I'm like, it has been years. And nothing has changed overall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll hear, I'll hear the headline. I'll get a couple paragraphs after it, and then I'm walking away. If anything actually happens, let me know. Yeah, but I can't go through all the social media. Doesn't matter which app, all of them, of speculation over what is happening, where this is leading. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done doing fantasy football politics. You know, like I'm done with it. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I guess we can uh, move on to our brain candy segment. Um, I don't have a lot to talk about this week um, because I haven't really watched anything. Um, I had started, as I mentioned before, uh, the last season of Jack Ryan, so I have not picked up since then. So I still got to watch that. I've only watched the premiere episode of Foundation, so I think there's at least one more episode, maybe another one at the time of this recording, that I have to watch. So, um, 
but I will say I just downloaded uh, an audiobook called A Stitch in Time. It's a Star Trek Deep Space Nine novel uh, that's about a character from Deep Space Nine named Garrick. And it is written by the actor who played Garrick, Andrew Robinson. Uh, this was a book that he wrote, I want to say it was either the late 90s or early 2000s. Um, but uh, for the audiobook, it's actually him doing the audiobook. Um, oh. And it's not uh, a, an abridged version. Because um, normally when, when they do like these pocketbook audiobooks, like usually they're only like two or three hours tops because they do like they cut a lot of it out they do an abridged version this is unabridged so this is like 12 and a half hours of oh, wow. him doing the whole book um so i'm super stoked about it because this um andrew robinson for those who don't know he played the character garrick who was um a, a supporting character throughout the entire series like he showed up in episode two of the series and he was there at the series finale. And he was on, you know, he was one of those guest stars that when you saw his name in the opening, uh, you know, like the guest credits, uh, you were excited. You know, it's like, this is going to be a good episode because Andrew Robinson's in it. Um, one, of the, one of the neat things with him is, I guess when he does a character... Um, he he creates his own little biography in his in his head about the, this character, and with Garrick he wrote a lot of things down. Like he imagined like this is his backstory, this is this, this is that. So this is basically all his notes put together. So we get to see Garrick as a character before Deep Space Nine. We get to see him as a character during Deep Space Nine, and then after the events of the series finale in this book. So I'm super excited to to listen to it um, because it, it's very hard to find a copy of this book in print. Um, like they might re-release it now that they got an audio book of it out. Uh, I'm hoping they do. But I know it's one of those that, you know, you have to pay like $90 on eBay to get a copy. Um so when I seen that this audio book was coming out, I was super excited because I got an audible subscription and, and yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, to hear the author and who's also the actor of this character doing the audio book. It's, it's pretty exciting. So I'll, I'll let you know what I, how it is. Um, and then I noticed, uh, the last couple of weeks on YouTube and Facebook, cause we, you know, there's those YouTube shorts or, uh, but you can also get them on Facebook. They do clips from TV shows uh, on those shorts, and that's really how I discovered uh, shows like Curb Your Enthusiasm and The Office, because they were like little clips that were on Facebook and YouTube, and I watched enough of them. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this show a chance. This, this is actually pretty funny. Um... Lately, what's been coming up on my feed is uh, clips from Young Sheldon, which is the prequel to uh, The Big Bang Theory, uh, based on the character Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. Um, 
So it takes place during the 90s when he's growing up, and yeah, these clips are actually quite funny. Um, I've never watched Young Sheldon, like I know of it. I recognize the, the little actor. Well, he's not little anymore, he's, he's growing up. Uh, but at the time, you know, like the, the, you know, when he was a little kid that, you know, the cast to play Sheldon, uh, I thought was, you know, great casting because he, you know, he did look like a little mini me version of Sheldon. Um, but these clips are, are hilarious and, and the supporting cast, um, in this show is actually the clips I prefer, like, you know, like not, not to knock you on Sheldon, but. Um, you know, I find the supporting cast of this series very compelling and very funny, uh, as well as, you know, the Sheldon character. Uh, so yeah, eventually I might go and watch young Sheldon because, uh, you know, I've been enjoying these clips so much that, uh, I think I might give it a chance. Like I gave Curb Your Enthusiasm a chance and, and The Office, uh, which is two shows that I love now that I never watched when they were originally airing. I think Young Sheldon might still be airing. I'm not sure, but I know some of the clips are from season six. So it's all, it's, I, I can't believe they're in their sixth season already. That just blows my mind. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Young Sheldon, I'll be, uh, checking that out because, uh, you know, those clips are hilarious. Uh, Kev, what do you got this week for brain candy? Uh, all right. Um, I read, so Kevin Smith has a deal with Dark Horse Comics mm -hmm. lately to do um, just uh, stories either based on things that that already exist or ones that he's trying out. Okay. You know, like here, here's an idea that I didn't get to do a movie or anything else with, but I still think it's a good idea, so I'm going to put it out there, you know? Yep. Um, so the first one got collected for graphic novels called Quick Stops. There's four or five issues, and each issue is just a short um, tale within his shared universe. Mm. So uh, within, like, the clerk, small rats chasing Amy shared universe. Yeah, and it's really kind of like uh, like a bonus scene in between the movies. Like you can hear the characters, you can picture it. It's all written by Kevin Smith, and it just feels like a deleted scene in a way, mm -hmm. but you know, lo longer form. Um, like you know what? Almost like if there was a cartoon playing before the movie, like this feels like the short that would play before a different movie, mm -hmm. which within his universe. Um, so it's it was just loads of fun. Like, oh, here's a story of Dante and Randall from Clerks. Here's a Jane Silent Bob story. Here's a story for, you know, um, characters interacting from Mallrats and Clerks that never actually interacted on screen, but we know they're in the same world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know they're in the same town. Um, I had to look up one character. I'm like, shit, what character? Okay, this character is in Mallrats and all. Like, you, you know, I, I had to remember who was who for a little bit. Yeah. But 
it absolutely felt like a little bonus thing that could have existed in, you know, the late nineties when all this stuff was coming out. I'm like, okay, this mm-hmm. was fun. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I love Kevin Smith, you know, big factor on how I view things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he, sometimes he ticks me off. Sometimes I'm like, I think you're out. I think you're coming at this in the wrong way. Yeah. You know, there, there are certain things, but I'm like, okay, this was fun. And I can't believe that, you know, Kevin Smith is becoming nostalgic to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, uh, he's been around and I've been around that long. Yeah. Because that's what this felt like. Like, here's an extra story that takes place in this world no different than, you know, here's a new He-Man story that takes place at the same time. Like, that's how it felt. Yeah. It's all nostalgia for me. Um, and, and it's fun. Now, a hardcover collection of this that was probably like 25 bucks. No. No, it's not worth that. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you find it for cheaper or at a library or digitally or whatever, it was fun. Took, you know, about an hour or so to read. It was fun. Um, continuing Sandman, finished the World's End collection this week, which I think is volume seven, maybe eight. Okay. Lost my mind at the end. I have no idea what's coming next, but it just felt so big mm-hmm. and final in a way like like usually your act two is okay here's everything's bad mm-hmm. you know all the heroes are down and then act three is going to be the comeback yeah you know that's usually what it is this felt like the end of act two and it's all downhill from here like it felt like hey we're going to show you something bad to prepare you because the rest of this is nothing but bad. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm right or not, because, again, this is the first time I'm reading all of it. But it was just, I, you know, I turned the page and I see this thing happening. I'm like, I, I don't, this is not what I expected. This is literally huge because it's a, you know, it's it's a huge event in it, but it's also portrayed in a huge way, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I can't handle this. And there was, like, six pages where every single line of text, it wasn't dialogue, it was just like a narrator, but every single line, I'm like, oh my god. You know, I, I don't know if people were, but that Neil Gaiman's a hell of a writer. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was just line after line, I'm like, that's one of the best things I've ever read in my life. <laughs> yeah. I'll go nuts for it. And I, I, I'm trying, to, uh, again, I've mentioned it before and all, but you know, doing like two issues a week. I'm listening to this podcast that's doing it like a book club. And every week I'm like, I'm just going to read ahead. I, d- I can't wait. And I'm mm-hmm. forcing myself to only do the two issues. Yeah. Like I've made it this far in the year, only reading the two issues, not jumping ahead. I'm going to try to finish it. But every week I'm like, I just want to read the rest of it right now. I need to know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we're almost at that. There's only one episode left, but I have been watching all of this season of Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, okay, yeah. There's on the Vice Challenge states. Yeah. I don't know that there's another um, form of entertainment that's as tough as wrestling for the deaths and the drug abuse and the scandals and the just so many awful things happening. Like it, maybe, maybe music, 
I was going to say, like, uh, rock stars slash heavy metal stars, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But. And the stories, some of their stories are like, you know, um, here's a bad thing that happened, but it wasn't necessarily this person's fault. Mm-hmm. Some are, here's a bad thing that happened and it absolutely was this person's fault. Yeah. Or they got tied in with the wrong people or, you know, we don't know who to believe. Like, we got two liars here and maybe there's some truth here, but we don't know because they're both lying about what did happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I enjoy wrestling for the athleticism and the soap opera and the, you know, eternal battle of good versus evil. It's comics come to life. But I really like I'm glad I never got involved in it in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And not that my kid's going to. He is like he, he's got a couple guys that he thinks look cool when they do their moves. But otherwise, he doesn't care. Mm hmm. I think if he ever came to me when he was older and said, I want to do this, I'd say, absolutely not. Yeah, I, I do not want you in that lifestyle. Yeah, it's tough. But, oh, yeah. Um, like, one episode was on Sunny and just pretty much how they took this young, naive girl and just drugged her up until they wrecked her life. Mm-hmm. Um, her fiancé, I don't think they're... I'm pretty sure they were never actually married, but her longtime boyfriend, fiance, and how bad his life got messed up because of her being messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, they did an episode on Magnum TA, who was going to be like the big baby face for NWA WCW until he got in a car accident and could never wrestle again and changed the entire course of the company mm-hmm. because they were betting on him being their main star. And then yeah. he had this horrible accident. One of the funniest stories, and I mean, it's not funny, funny, but like, couldn't believe it. Um, he, he had his car accident and somehow continued to have an affair while in the hospital recovering. <laughs> Which I guess is just that, that lifestyle at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, Let's see, Junkyard Dog, which was a drug episode and died too early. Adrian Donis, which was a drug episode in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow was a drug episode, too. You know, um, a Doink the Clown episode. A lot of them were, you know, how bad their drug problems were and horrible stories of things that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty Gennetti is next week, which... About once a year, he goes off online and says horrible things. Mm-hmm. Like one one time, it seemed like he was committing to a murder, not committing, admitting to a murder. Yeah, and then said he was goofing around later on. So God only knows. Um, the most re- oh, Abdullah the butcher, mm-hmm. where he didn't die, he didn't divulge that he had hepatitis C. Oh. And used the same blade to cut himself open and cut his opponent open, and the opponent got Hep C as well. Yeah, and then couldn't and then couldn't work um, in certain promotions that do blood tests. Yeah, and kind of ruined both of their careers. And uh, there was a lawsuit, and Abdullah saying, um, "I didn't understand because I dropped out of school in third grade, and I don't know how to read or write." Mm-hmm. 
So then they cut yeah. to McFoley, and he's like, I don't know if Abdullah knows how to read or write. It's not like I had a book club with him. I didn't sit down to read or write with him. I don't know. All I'm saying is I went to many a restaurant with him, and he ordered off the menu just fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, and uh, this week was um, Dash at the Beach 2000, which everyone lies about, still know what's going on, but that's one where uh, Hogan came out for his world title match. His opponent, Jeff Jarrett, just laid down. Yeah. Hogan pinned him. Uh, Hogan left all mad about the company, and as soon as they knew he was out of the building, they did a new world title match. And it's like, well, who knew what when, what was real, what was unplanned, what was unscripted, was any of it. Yeah. And everyone's lying and telling their version that makes themselves look good. Yeah. So we'll never know. But I mean, absolutely fascinating seeing it. And Vice is doing a, like, Dark Side of the 90s, Dark Side of the 2000s. Like, they're continuing mm. the series. So there's going to be some interesting stuff out there. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that's one one series I got to get back to. I've uh, yeah yeah, I've I've watched quite a few episodes of Dark Side of the Ring, but I haven't watched the last season, um, and then this season. So yeah, I got to get back to that because yeah, it, like they do a great job uh, with those interviews and everything. So oh, and some of it just makes you sad. It it does. It's fascinating, but. Well, it, it just hurts too. Yeah, because I mean that was the whole reason why we did one of our wrestling episodes was because of the Chris Benoit two parter they did. Yeah, and um, yeah, that 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 hit the feelers big time. Um, but yeah, no, they they do a good job, you know, um, trying to to piece together as best they can what really happened. Um, but excellent. Um, all right. Well, I think we can call this an episode, Kevin, but before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet and you can find me here next week. Um, if, uh, assuming we don't have technical difficulties or anything, but, uh, we (laughs) will have a new episode of the pop culture pub planned for next week. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, Kevin, where can we find you, sir? You can find me on most social medias, but not Snapchat. No. I am at MaskLibrary, and MaskLibrary.com is the home blog. Excellent. All right. Well, on behalf of myself, Chris Lockhart, and my co-host, Kevin Decent, I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to Geek Fallout Reloaded. This is the bi-weekly news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks, and we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. Inevitable.